Hey guys, welcome back to the Resurrecting the Mind, Body, and Soul podcast. We are now on episode 8 of season 2. Can we avoid Alzheimer's and cognitive decline? Let's dive in. Hello everyone and welcome back to the Resurrecting the Mind, Body, and Soul podcast. With Brian and Debbie Godowski. We are back and we are now on episode 8. Episode 8 and uh, the title of this week's episode, bud, is Can We Avoid Alzheimer's and Cognitive Decline? That's an interesting one. I think it's two things that everyone definitely wants to avoid. Well, and I think it really comes to the forefront when you have a loved one that's dealing with it and we do and um, it just really makes it that much uh, more important to learn about it and see what we can do about it and what the emerging science on this is is just beyond fascinating yeah it it's it's uh, something i'm very excited to share with our community um, yeah, I can t- yeah, I can tell you're very passionate about it. I l- really am. Lately. I really am. And um, so along with that comes frustration and sadness, but also empowerment. Yeah. And so I'm going to land on empowerment. And okay. let's, uh, let's see what we can do to help those that are already dealing with it, but how... Most importantly, how we can set our kids up to yeah. avoid it. Um, but before we get into the nitty-gritty, bud, um, just wanted to touch on this. So we're in the middle of the holiday season. Uh-huh. So we have, um, last week we celebrated Thanksgiving, and in our family we celebrate Christmas. So we're uh-huh. in the throes of that. Yes, absolutely. And this is, I started thinking about this, and this is the season focused on food. Right. Food, right. drinks, desserts. Merriment. All, all the things um, for, for a lot of people. And, and again, just recognizing those that are dealing with hardships. Yeah. And, sadness and loss right um we don't ever want to forget that community either and we're kind of part of that community ourselves this right. year so Absolutely. um but i started thinking about this and i thought well let's divide this into three different camps okay okay and so let's just kind of pause and ask ourselves and our community, ask themselves, what camp are they signing up for? Okay. Okay. Yeah, I loved this when I read over the notes that you sent me. Um, I'll just go over the camps here. The first camp is the their own, the first camp is the their, how much I want, whenever I want. I'll get back on track starting in 2024, maybe. Yeah, right. (laughs) So there's that camp. Next camp is the everything in moderation camp. I'm going to eat things I normally stay away from, but I'll be careful not to go overboard. That sounds a little bit better. (laughs) Third one is the I'm going to stick to the food as medicine camp. I will be selective about everything I eat and focus on how I am nourishing. 
there you go. That sounds even better. So you go first. What camp are you signing up for? Well, how about this? How about you guess which one I'm in? Um, I guess that you are in camp number two, everything in moderation. You're right on that. And I'll have to tweak that a little bit because I wouldn't say I'm moderating on some of the things I do choose to eat, such as when we went to Emily's parents' house for Thanksgiving. I not only had one piece of pie, I not only had one piece of pie, not only two, but I had three pieces of pie, kind of because I wanted to try the different pies and then I liked one so I had to have it yeah but that being said I was prepared to do all that you know mentally and physically I was prepared and I knew I was going to be eating more than usual I knew I was going to eat be eating desserts you know Martha makes wonderful pies and desserts so I knew I was going to be indulging in that and mm-hmm. I was fine with that I knew that that wasn't going to mess me up I knew I wouldn't have to do more working out because of it maybe I did but it, it's not something I felt stress about so it, yeah, once you get to a certain point and you know your journey you can kind of figure your way around that stuff okay yeah I knew that that's kind of where you fell which camp do you think I fall into oh my gosh this one's hard it's either one or three I'm gonna have to go with three so you think I would actually say there are no limits? I was joking. Oh. <laughs> I was going to say, um, okay. So, all right, why do you think I fall into the third one? I, I'm sticking to the food as medicine camp. Uh, because I watch you mm-hmm. and I hear you. <laughs> okay. Well, I, I would have to say that I agree with that. Um, and I would love to, I would love to attend the Everything in Moderation camp, um, but in the where I'm at in my journey right now, I'm just trying to reverse some conditions that I see that I'm on the path for, and yeah. the main one is prediabetes. Okay. And I'm taking that very seriously, but. I also am approaching it not in a woe is me, you know, feeling, but wow, I am really going to be able to turn my health around and yeah. I'm going to really be able to avoid a condition that is a symptom. So diabetes, type 2 diabetes is a symptom yeah. of metabolic um, unhealthiness. So right. it's just one of those things. So. Um, so just going off that, do you think there's a certain point that you'll get to? You said you're not at this point at the you're not at the point in your journey to where you can do the everything in moderation right now. Do you think there's a point that you'll get to that? Um, the people we follow say that there is for a lot of people. Um, but I know myself, and I've said before, I am an all-or-nothing girl. So, um, and it's the same thing with the wine. You know, I yeah. stopped drinking wine because I can't just have a glass of wine once a month. Yeah. You know, um, you know the thing that I really indulge in, I, and I wouldn't say I, I, it's it, what I'm trying to get at is uh, tortilla chips. Right. you know in, in guacamole so 
that is something that I really have to be careful on. But don't really want to get off on this conversation. Just I just want to yeah. I just want to say that for me, I am very happy and content and proud of myself for really trying to figure out this pre-diabetes thing. Yeah. And because I follow a pretty low carb diet which is going to be helpful in reversing uh, diabetes, pre-diabetes. I'm trying to get to the root of why I cannot get my uh, glucose down into the 80s which is where optimally it needs to be. I'm still in the 90s and every now and then it's over 100 and that is considered pre-diabetic. I'm looking at different things and we know that exercise plays a role, stress plays a role, sleep plays a role, and cortisol levels plays a role in our glucose. So um, I just, uh, have you ever heard of ashwagandha? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so that is a cortisol manager and I just ordered that, just got it in. So I'm going to take that and see if it's a cortisol issue that I'm having. But anyway, that's that's kind of where I'm at in in the camps and I think just this whole food piece is a great way to segue into today's topic. Yeah I think I just want to mention this everyone listening I think it's a good idea to think about which camp you're in and why. Hmm. You know why are you in the no limits why are you in the moderation and why are you in the food as medicine camp. You know those are all different completely different camps and you got to figure out why you're in which one if you're in the there are no limits camp why are you there are you perfectly happy with your health are you not worried about your health do you not care about your health do you not care about your lifestyle you know so on and so forth the moderation are you happy where you're at are you confident that you know indulging on a few things is not going to put you off path or off your course or off your goals and then the food is medicine camp. Are you, you know, bearing down and saying, hey, I'm not, I'm not getting off this journey. I'm not going to let anything, you know, push me off the track that I'm on. That I'm, on. I'm going to, you know, do the things that I need to do to get to where I need to be. So I think it's a good idea excellent. for everyone to think about those things. Yeah, excellent. And we could actually do a whole episode on just this right here. <clears throat> the different camps and the whys and also it, it just depends on what phase you are in your life <clears throat> yeah I've definitely been in all three yeah I mean, so, me too yeah. for sure very good bud um, so kind of going into our topic today can we avoid Alzheimer's and cognitive decline um, I think that there is some very vital information, critical information that people need to understand about this. And um, I think most people would agree that our lifestyle choices will impact our quality of health and how we age. Right. You know, there's, I don't think there's very many people that would disagree with that. No. And I think most everybody will agree that if we want to be our healthiest and if we want to age, our best and in the best way possible that we have to be intentional and proactive about our lifestyle choices. Absolutely. 
So there are some things that have been identified as pillars of optimal health. Mm-hmm. And we, this is what we are about, these things. We talk yes. about it a lot. We keep continue to learn about these things. And the first one that we have listed here is, is your baby. Yeah, movement or exercise. Yeah, I think that's the most important thing. I mean, like I've said before, once you get, you know, on your journey of exercise and movement, everything kind of follows along with that. You know, you start making better um, choices with your food. You start sleeping better. Um, So your stress level goes down. You learn how to deal with stress better. Um, But the other two, I would say, are kind of separate, but they all tie in um, once you kind of go over those. Yeah, so like you said, exercise and diet, um, more and more evidence is coming out about our quality of sleep and how that impacts the body on so many levels. And as we are going to talk about, it's now evident that sleep quality impacts our brain health. Yeah. And, uh, you know, something that uh, we've talked a little bit about are environmental toxins. All, uh-huh. you know, that comes in and that plays a huge role in our quality of health. Yeah. And then stress, our stress level, more and more evidence is coming out about that. We're going to dive into this a little bit deeper how stress impacts brain health. Um, very, very uh, doable. Um, action steps that we can take to improve our stress level um, yeah. not easy but doable yeah I think that one yeah one thing about stress and that what you, what you have to realize is stress is always going to be there no matter what so you got to teach your body and learn how to deal with that stress in a healthy way mm-hmm. um, so it doesn't just doesn't take over your life and your health all right Right, and and the last one we have on here um, is community or relationships. And again, more and more is being proven how impactful our relationships, the quality of our relationships, our connection with other people. And um, we've talked about the blue zones, and that is, you know, a group of people, five areas basically around the world, and these people are living a good quality of life well into their hundreds yeah and these things all come into play but one of the things that really shines through is their community yeah how connected they are with other people yeah they're all connected and all like-minded yeah yeah so these pillars of health cannot be isolated right they're all tied together exercise is tied to diet is tied to quality of sleep is tied to stress is tied to community it's all connected and it cannot you can't just look at one area and try to identify an issue that that someone might be having oh yeah and you can't just you know concentrate on one area and say hey i'm really good at this so i'm good with all these other things you got to work on on them all and make sure they're all up to par so you can have you know your best chance yeah i heard a really good analogy um we can't expect to do um you know strength training for our biceps and expect our calves to show results <laughs> yeah. right 
it's all you have to address every single area yeah for sure and um what we've talked about before in this information today just confirms that our poor lifestyle choices that we make they lead to heart disease diabetes um, uh, cognitive decline it all leads to chronic illness yeah I just want to touch on that I listened to a podcast the other day and it kind of really hit me with something you know why are people not choosing to make changes based off of what you just said mm-hmm. and what I, it got me thinking of it got me to realize that we are in such a how do you say it um, um, we are in such an immediate gratification society yeah that we're not really concerned about what happens to us 10, 20, 30 years from now. We're worried about right now. And so these things, these hard things that, you know, we're talking about doing and changing, if they're not going to help us right away, you know, I don't really care about it. That's kind of the way society thinks now. Mm-hmm. And if you look at the history of the human, it kind of, our our bodies got wired that way. You look back when we were being gratification saying oh we're good now or we built a fire and we're all warm now instant gratification mm-hmm. or um you know it can go we can go on and on about that stuff but it kind of trained the human body saying hey we need to find those things that instantly gratify us and i think a real big hack that we can all look into to help us is try to find those things that have the delayed gratification hmm. You know, look at the cold plunge. You get into it, it sucks. But when <laughs> yep. you get out of it, it's good. Exercise, yeah, it sucks. But, you know, over time, it's good. Running, yeah, it sucks for the first mile or two. But, you know, after that, you start getting the runner's high and you feel great afterwards. Everything that has this delayed gratification is going to help us long term. So we just got to switch our mindset on that so we can stop looking at these things and saying, it doesn't matter right now. I'm worried about right now. Well, right now, what is your issue? Your issues are probably, yeah, I don't feel good. I'm tired all the time. Well, let's start looking at those things and start switching those around saying, hey, you can feel good. You can look better. You can do more things. You can be happier more. You can sleep better. I I think it's a good way to look at it. I love that. And, you know, another even going deeper, we can look at our choices and see that you're, you know, we're preventing disease rather than calling our doctor and asking for another prescription. Yeah. And we're going to share some information about that very thing as we go deeper into this. Um, a lot of our information that we're going to about about to share is based on Dr. Hyman's podcast with Dr. Fajid Fatoui and um, he is a renowned neurologist so he is just not some fly-by-night guy he has been working in this field for uh, 25 years and his work is just amazing and 
I, you know, but I just feel so privileged and honored and carry a responsibility for getting this information out because the information that Dr. Fatui is going to share, um, that he did share on Dr. Hyman's podcast, is not something that we're going to see commercials about. It's not something that our doctor is going to say, hey, did you think about looking at your diet? Did you think about, you know, so... Um, yeah, it's not going to pop up on the 5 o'clock news. Exactly, exactly. So um, he has developed uh, an actual brain fitness program, and he's seen incredible results. And you can go to his website. Well, it'll be in our in our show notes. Um, I went on his website, and uh, he's got a 12-week program, and they're seeing about an 84% improvement wow. um, in, in patients. And... To me, that is very um, exciting and empowering, and um, I think it's something that we've got to spread the word about, especially if you, maybe someone listening to this is already feeling like this is yeah. something they need to address for themselves, but it, um, they could also be witnessing a loved one going through it. Right. And let's face it, the sooner we address it, the better our outcome is going to be. Yeah. Which again, I am going to harp on this. We have to do this for our children. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, here's here's some facts that I think would be very important for people to know. So as Dr. Hyman said in his words, there is a rapid explosion in dementia. Yeah. We should not be okay with that. No, we shouldn't. And to date, today, they estimate that there are 6 million Americans suffering from cognitive decline. And um, what they project in 2050, 14 million people. That's wild. That is more than double. So what is causing this? Our habits, our lifestyle. Yeah, it is. And, and we, we have a ticket. We have a ticket, you know, to on the train to yeah. to get to avoid this. Yeah, and the sad part is, is if the people or our, our government really cared about this stuff, they would take action to prevent this, but they don't care. Well, the thing is, is there's that, but what you just brought up a minute ago, why don't we care enough? Right. Why don't we? To change our habits, that's to a, do what we need to do. That's a great question. I think everybody, I think we all need to look at that. I think we need to ask ourselves, when we know a certain ingredient is causing bad health and setting our kids up for illness, why do we continue to give them and buy, you know, give them these products and keep them in our pantry and why because that's the easy way that's that, it goes back right into what i said about the government they're making it easy for you to make all these easy choices and just continue down this path whereas if they switched it around and made it hard for you to buy these unhealthy things it may it would i guarantee you it would switch around i mean look at all these other countries that are thriving all this stuff that we're feeding our kids today are banned um so it 
It all goes down to the easy and hard choice. Are you willing to make the hard choice to make things better, or are you just going to continue down this woe is me easy path and let it all de- and de- let it destroy your health, your your family? I mean, well, everything. Well, I, I think that that's all true, but I think we're at a crossroads, and I think we have to stand up and stop blaming the government stop blaming the food industry yeah stop being a victim yeah and we now know what needs to be done and we know the steps that we have to take and there needs to be a whole paradigm shift in our medical care and our what we buy at the grocery store you know every time we buy a product that's got ingredients in it that is poison and toxic we're saying, oh guys, it's okay, this tastes really good, or this is convenient, or my kids really love this. Yeah. You know, it's time. Yeah. It's time to stop it. I agree. So, <clears throat> um, back to Alzheimer's. We're, <laughs> we're kind of getting off on, but I think we're getting off on some tangents, but I think they're important. Yeah. To, to, I mean, that's what we're here for, is right. to speak our mind and have a conversation. Yeah, yeah. So what Dr. Uh, Hyman and Dr. Fatui discuss in this podcast um, that we're referring to is the conventional treatments for Alzheimer's don't work. The medication that they give these people that are suffering from this don't work. And that there's studies proving that. There might be short-term improvement, but nothing so far is turning this around it's nothing is reversing it nothing is really giving these people what they're really hoping for right so we have to step back we have to step back and 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 understand what is causing this yeah and we have to be realistic and we have to be honest and we have to be willing to do something about it if we're going to turn it around yeah for sure and you know something that they talked about is what what we're getting going to be getting into is how how do we turn it around? The um, it just makes sense as as Dr. Fatui calls it. He said it's just no brainer stuff, right. you know. But if somebody if we could buy a pill that offered what they are realizing is going to make a difference, people would be jumping all over that. Oh yeah, no question. You know, it's back to the immediate gratification or not taking responsibility or, you know, making the right choices. I'll just take another pill. Exactly. All right. So an interesting um, explanation that he gave is that, first of all, Alzheimer's is not the disease that we think it is. Oh, yeah? What does that mean? It means Alzheimer's is a symptom. Okay. Alzheimer's is a symptom of many things going wrong in the body. Okay. That have happened over time, and then finally the body. It's like we've talked about before. You know, when when we talk about food, the body has to do something with that. Right. It's not just going to float out of our cells because it doesn't need it or it's not useful. It's going to be 
taken up in our fat cells, in our brains, in our livers, in our kidneys. And, and over time, the body want the body wants to be healthy. The body yeah. wants to heal. But if you keep if we keep putting garbage in there, what is the body supposed to do after a time? Nothing. It's going to shut down on you. It's it, and you're going to start having these symptoms. Yeah. So. They, what he found, Dr. Fatui, what he found in his research, in his clinical trials, in his observation, um, in his questionnaires following people, um, they didn't just have symptoms of Alzheimer's or cognitive decline. They had hypertension. They had type 2 diabetes. Okay. You know, they had a multitude of symptoms. Right. And so his, his theory and what he is teaching, he's also a professor, what he teaches people is that it's not, Alzheimer's is just not this one thing. It is something that you have to peel back and get to the root cause of what's causing these right. symptoms. And we know what it is. Yeah. So I just need to, to say this here for a second. There is a genetic correlation. There is. Right. Um, so some people will get a gene for Alzheimer's. Absolutely, yeah. And again, because someone gets has the, the gene passed on to them, their lifestyle choices can impact whether those genes are turned off or turned on. Yeah, when you get that gene, it's basically just ups your percentage or chance of getting, right. you know, whatever it is you're, you're you're talking about. Right. So we have to keep that in mind, but that's not where we're going to focus on or that's not where we're going to land or that's not where we're going to, you know, decide to be a victim. Yeah. We're going to understand, we're going to learn, and we're going to implement what we can do to avoid these horrible diseases. Yeah. Um, so this is fascinating. I didn't know this, but we can actually grow different areas of our brain. I heard that. Yeah, I was able to listen to a little bit of this podcast, and I did hear him talking about that. And here's what we need to know about that. Um, first of all, reiterating what we eat and what we don't eat matters. Right. It's going to impact that. How physical, um, how much physical activity, how much exercise we get comes into play. Yeah. Um, our quality of sleep. Again, here's this quality of sleep. All of these things play a role in our brain health. So. I think a lot of us have heard, <clears throat> excuse me, I know I did, that people doing crossword puzzles uh -huh. is really good for brain health. Well, it probably is to a certain extent, but mm -hmm. what, there, what Dr. Fatui has um, uncovered is that it's not enough. That's really not what is needed for brain health and, and to stimulate brain cells and to grow mm -hmm. new brain cells. We have to engage in new learning. So we have right. to challenge our brains in new ways. Right. And in doing that, our brain has to create new neuropathways. Uh -huh. So that's how 
that process begins. Challenging with learning a language, challenging yeah. with learning an instrument, um, reading a new subject. Um, one of the things that he and Dr. Hyman specifically talked about is playing tennis. Yeah. And I never thought about this, but Dr. Hyman started playing tennis and uh, just n fairly recently. That doesn't, doesn't he play uh, pickleball? Well, he he said he used the word tennis, oh, okay. but he might he might do pickleball as well. Okay. But what is happening is you're challenging yourself physically, but when you're trying to maneuver and manipulate and hit that ball, you're also engaging your brain. Right. So, that's high level uh -huh. stuff for for brain health. Um, then another thing that I think everybody needs to know is our belly, the size of our belly, speaks volumes about our brain health. I did hear that. So, get this, the bigger our bellies, the smaller our brain. Yeah, I think that's pretty understandable just based off the stuff we know, you know, your belly's going to be bigger the more visceral fat you have and, you know, all the factors that play into visceral fat come down to you know, diabetes, type 2 diabetes, and all the things that lead up to that, which is your diet, yeah, your exercise, your sleep, you know, all those lifestyle habits. So, visceral fat, um, and, you know, that can be measured on um, DEXA, DEXA stick scans, uh -huh. you know, that, that, I mean, there's actual tools that they can look at that, and, and that is proof that the more visceral fat someone has, the smaller their brain is, and uh, vice versa. If we can get control of that, it's going to improve our brain health, and it's going to yeah. give our, our brain. Something that I do want to um, talk about is, um, so when we're growing our, our when we're looking at growing our brain there's a part of our brain called the hippocampus uh -huh. and that's the memory center of our brain and through MRIs Dr. Fatui has proven and recorded and uh, shared that with these his program and and it doesn't even have to be his particular program but improving our diet improving, you know, raising our activity level, improving our quality of sleep, stress level, all those things, they actually have watched the hippocampus grow. Wow. That's pretty incredible. It is. I mean, just think about that. And especially if we're coming from a place that maybe we have been diagnosed with cognitive decline, a loved one has been diagnosed with Alzheimer's, that's a very hopeless place to be. Yeah. But this science is proving that we can actually grow our hippocampus, our memory center of the brain. Wow. And they know that it actually starts shrinking as we age. Yeah. But through these lifestyle choices, we can turn that around. And I, I, that just blows my mind. Yeah. You know, it's it's so empowering. I think a lot of these things that we have learned over the last few years really did blow my mind at first, but initially, but now everything just kind of makes sense. Yeah, yeah. 
So, you know, he focuses on, um, also he talks about supplements, and what he does is in his program is in their blood work, they have found that a lot of people that are dealing with cognitive decline or worse, their vitamin D levels are really low. Surprise, surprise. Right. And their, their B12 levels are low. Yeah. So part of his protocol is they look at that and they start supplements. Another huge supplement that he recommends and he takes himself is uh, uh, fish oil. Oh yeah, that's fatty. You know the fatty huge. acids. I yes. do not miss a day without. I, I use a uh, cod liver oil, which is supposed to be the best omega three. Okay. But just speak. Just speaking on supplements, though, I think it's very important for everyone to understand that yeah, you can take supplements, but if you're not doing all these foundational things along with that or before that the supplements aren't going to do anything. You know, I always find it very interesting when I'm talking to somebody about my weight loss journey or my health journey, and they always ask me what supplements I'm taking. That quick fix. Yeah. I want the quick fix. And yeah, that's I love being asked those questions, but if you're not doing the hard stuff that comes along with that, the supplements won't do a damn thing. Yeah. You've got to be exercising. You got you got to be exercising. You got to be eating the right things. You got to be getting the right amount of sleep, the right amount of good quality sleep. You got to be doing all the hard things. You got to manage your stress. I mean, all these hard things are essential in the foundation. The supplements are just the tip of the iceberg, and they won't do anything if you're not doing those other things. Yeah. That's so true, but and you know on the stress piece, and I wanted to be sure to bring this up before we had to close today. Um, they are finding the power of meditation. Yeah, you know we have talked about that before, but Dr. Fatui actually follows uh, brain health through his MRI. So mm-hmm. um, they have actually recorded uh, people that implement meditation. And after, you know, just a very short period of time, um, the brain, they see the brain improving. They see it growing. Wow. um, Just with meditation. And um, that's something that I really am going to focus on. And it doesn't have to be going away to a retreat for the weekend. Although that would be nice. It would be nice. it, it can be a few minutes, starting out a few minutes a day of just relaxing and breathing. Yeah. And so I always used to think of that as because I need to feel calmer. But now we can look at it as I am actually improving my brain health. Yeah, one thing to, that I want to talk on that is, have you ever heard of walking meditation? I think I've heard of it. Explain it. So this is what Trace does, and he swears by it. He has an app called Insight Timer, and it actually walks you through a meditation while you're walking, and you get all the same benefits as a actual, you know, sit down really? meditation. So what's it called? Insight Timer. I'm gonna put that on my notes here. Insight 
timer. Okay. And I have yet to try it just because anytime I go for a walk, I've got something pulling me by the waist, which is my dog. So it's hard okay. to, <laughs> hard to uh, meditate. Yeah. And you probably wouldn't want to um, do this when you're training for your marathon that's coming up in a few, a week and a half. <laughs> Ten days. Ten days. Um, okay, bud. Well, I know we're on a, a hard hard stop here so just uh again we have to understand our lifestyle choices impact more than just our weight It, it impacts everything so as we close and as we have gone through these things let's ask ourselves now what camp are we signing up for you know are we going to commit to something else or are we going to stick to to what we started with you know so just everybody can think about that yeah are you willing to have that delayed gratification or are you going to be stuck in the instant gratification right it's a choice so, that, it's a choice you have to make so as we go forward um, let's not just think look at it as diet and exercise Let's look at it as brain health, brain fitness. Yeah. Love it. All right, bud. Well, loved this conversation. I I know we'll be talking about this more. So uh, enjoyed our time together. Me too. All right. Love you. Love you. See you all next week. Hey guys, thank you so much for joining us in that conversation. As always, if you found this episode to be valuable, please don't hesitate to share it with your loved ones. We'll see you next week.